Uh, the first is, have you ever been lost? So it might have been whilst you're driving, it might have been, um, I don't know, in a shop or something like that. Have a little chat to the person next to you about a time when you have been lost. And we'll just begin to draw those conversations to a close. Well, I have to say, from all the hubbub that's going on here, it sounds like there have been people that have been pretty lost along the way. Just pop your hand up if it's been whilst driving or walking and you're out and about. Oh, some of us. How about lost in a shop? How about more deeply, you just feel lost in life? Is that kind of some of us? I'll put my hand up for that one. Absolutely. So being lost. Now, um, I, I have to admit something here. I am absolutely terrible at directions. Um, absolutely awful. In fact, I don't know whether Ken's here yet. Uh, he might be coming a bit later. But Ken and Ketia and myself, we were um, doing some work in Cheltenham over the summer for new wine. And I had my sat-nav. If I did not have my sat-nav, I don't know where I'd be. Well, I do know where I'd be. I'd be lost. And that's pretty much where I'd be. But I... Even following a sat-nav, I can get myself lost. And they were in the car with me, and if you've ever been to Cheltenham, you'll notice that there are an awful lot of roundabouts and an awful lot of roadworks. And every roundabout looks identical. And I got to one point, I'd been going to and from the, the venue that we were at, and this was maybe day four out of five. I'd done the same route every single morning and every single evening. But I got to this particular roundabout and I turned to Ketia and said, Ketia, I'm lost. I've lost the travel lodge. And she went, it's there. And it was literally the, it was the biggest that window. It was just right beside her. And I managed to lose something that was right beside me. I don't have that inbuilt navigation system. There are some people who just go, oh, I think you need to head in that direction, maybe left a bit and right a bit. See, I've even done the wrong left. I can't even tell my left and my right either. So if you go to different directions, people will know where they're going, but I just don't have it. And the worst place you can put me is inside a maze. I hate mazes. And when I was doing primary school teaching, we used to take the kids to the maze, and I always used to go up to the ladder and stand at the top. And that's what I used to do. And I was very good at directing people who were inside the maze. I was just useless when I got in there myself. And sometimes we might be really good at helping other people who are lost. But are we any good at helping ourselves when we're in that situation? And today we're thinking about the amazing I am when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And if you have a Bible with you or if you've got a phone, we're looking at John 14. Uh, verse 6, if you'd like to get that. But I'd love for us to just dwell on this question a little bit more. Getting lost and finding the way is a really key thing. We all need to know where it is that we are heading. And when Jesus said that he was the way, 
He was saying he is the direction we need to go. He is the way through to the Father. And if you finish off that verse, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is saying he is the way to God. Now, I've told you about my sat-nav in skills and my directions. Well, let's think about a one-way road. Now, it would be no surprise for you to learn after what I've just disclosed that it took me four attempts to pass my driving test. Okay, I'm a really good driver, but that's because it took me a long time to get there. Okay, but one-way streets. The thing I know about one-way streets is that it goes in one direction. That is what you learn. I must admit, I've also done the opposite of that once and got flashed very much by other cars coming onto me. Um, I was very new into driving at the time. And uh, a one-way street goes all in one direction, doesn't it? But what I also know about one-way streets is that any vehicle can go down it. So it could be a bicycle, it could be a motorbike, it could be a tractor, it could be a horse and cart if you want, it could be a lorry, it could be a van, you could be a coach, it could be a car. Everyone is invited to go down the one-way street. But it's still only one way. And we're all invited to go down it. And when Jesus said, I am the way, his invitation is to everybody. Absolutely everybody. Whether you are of no faith or have been of another faith, his invitation is still there. That we can come through Jesus to God. His invitation is open, but it's still one direction. And Krish Kandaya calls it this. He calls God the, let me get it right, I need to get it the right way. Inclusive exclusivity. Everyone's included, but there's still only one way. We are all invited to follow Jesus the way. And some people have a hiccup with that. Some people go, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean Jesus is the only way to God? Can't it be through other things? Can't we get to God other ways? Can I work really hard and follow the right rules and do things that way? Can't I have a faith in another God and still get to God? Jesus says, I am the way. He is the way to the Father. And the reason why he is the way is because if you look at John 14, verse 6, you'll see that John 14, verse 6, comes directly after Jesus has washed the disciples' feet. He has told them that one of them is going to betray them. He has then sent Judas on his way. And then he says, where I am going, you can't go. But I am going so that you too in time can follow me later. And they're all puzzled, scratching their heads going, what do you mean? What do you mean you're going? What, what do you mean about that? Where is it you are going? And how can we follow you if we don't know where you're going? And Jesus explains that he is going to do something that only he can do. He is going to, within 24 hours, in fact, less than 24 hours, he is going to be dead. That next day, he is going to the cross. And only he can do that. Because only he is the one who's never sinned. Only he is the one who is God's son. Only he is the one who has spent his entire life showing the world what the Father looks like through what he's done. Only he is the way. So only he is the one to go to the place where he's going. But after he's been there, then everyone could come. Because he is the one who can do the one piece of work that none of us can do. 
So if we want to be part of God's kingdom, if we want to be part of his heaven, then we've got to go the way that God tells us, and that's through Jesus. And as wonderful as those other things are, absolutely, we should be giving our lives to good works. Absolutely, we should be looking out for our brothers and sisters. Absolutely. But the one way to the Father is through Jesus. He is the way. Now, the other thing is that he didn't stop there. Jesus didn't stop with, I am the way. He went on to say, I'm the way and the truth. Now, I've got three statements that I'd like to share with you. And I want you to chat about them with the person next to you and decide which one, which ones, I don't know yet. Well, I do, but I'm not going to tell you which ones are the truth. Okay, so any of these statements, true. So the first one, they're all about myself, so sorry about this. But first one, I have cycled from Slovakia to Poland. Not a chance, says Chloe. <laughs> I love you, Chloe. I'll pray for you. Uh, but also, the second one out there. I have completed a half marathon. Again, I hear, not a chance. <laughs> Third one. I have been husky sledding whilst viewing the Northern Lights. Have a chat. Not a chance again. What? Have a little chat. Which one do you think is a true statement? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So which statement, or statements, who knows, are true? Put your hands up if you think I've cycled from Slovakia to Poland. Uh, to Poland. Oh, a couple of you. God bless you. How about done a half marathon? Oh, what a lovely church. What about gone husky sledding? Oh, well, in actual fact, they're all true. <laughs> there you go. I know. Good job she's sitting down, is all I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm now going to reveal a little bit more. <laughs> so I have cycled from Bulgaria to Slovakia. But it might have been a half-truth. It's totally true. But I crossed the border. It was one mile of flat land. <laughs> there you go. You thought that, did you? Yeah, there you go. But I have crossed the border by cycling. I have done a half marathon, but I walked every single step of the way, I have to say. But when I got to the end of it, I was doing it for charity, and obviously half marathon, we all know, is 13 miles. I got to the end of the 13 miles, and I thought, oh, just in case, just in case I've got it wrong, just in case I didn't quite add up all those miles properly, I'll do an extra mile. So I actually did 14 miles, and my brother and sister and sister-in-law were with me, and they were like, you sure? <laughs> I'm just like, yes, I've got to do an extra mile just in case. So I did 14. And then we went husky sledding. It was a wonderful trip. Highly recommend it. When we were in Finland. So all those three things are truths. But some of them... You need a little bit more, don't you? Like a half-truth. That If you all thought it was just to cross a border between Bulgaria and Poland, you might have put your hand up and thought, yeah, she'd, she'll do that. <laughs> Jude might do one mile. 
If I told you I'd walked the marathon, you might have been like, yeah, okay, I can, yeah, I can see that. And if I told you about the Huskies, well, that's pretty fun and kind of guess that one to be right. Thing is, when Jesus said that he is the truth, some of us fall into those categories there. Some of us think it's a half truth. Oh, he might be the truth, but is he really? I'll half believe it. I'll keep one foot in that camp, but I'll keep another foot in another too. But he says, I'm the truth. I am the truth. I am the one. And when the God of everyone, the Lord of lords and the King of kings, the God of creation, God almighty says, I am the truth, I'm going to believe him. Because I don't believe that he could, and I know from scripture, he could not tell a lie. So therefore, if he says he's the truth, then I believe he's the truth. The thing is, not everyone believes truths. It doesn't make, make them less of a truth. When he says he is the truth, are we all in? Or do we want to kind of half believe it? And there are some people who think, yes, Jesus, I know you are the truth, but I better work really hard just in case. I better really pull, pull myself out completely just in case, Lord. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm the truth. No one comes to the fire except through me. I didn't say you also need to almost break yourself with following me. You just need to believe. That's the truth. And some of us go the extra mile. Some of us really try extra hard and try and go a bit further, trying to push. Well, God, is it really true for me, though? It might be true for everyone else that you forgive sinners and you forgive people who do the wrong thing, but you, you know just how bad I've been. So it might be right for everyone else, but it's not right for me. It's like, no, I'm the truth. I'm the truth. I am all you need. That's it. Nothing extra. Or do we sit back and say, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the truth. And as I was prepping this and as I was praying over this uh, I am this week, I kept getting the feeling, and it might be just me, but I'm trusting that it's God. But I kept getting the feeling that there are some people who are believing lies about themselves. That something's been said over you that you have held on to and you now believe as a truth. Now, there are two things about truths. One is they either are true or they're not true. That's the first thing about truths. And the second thing is, is that we either believe it or we don't. But we can fall into the trap of believing something that's not true. We can also fall into the trap of making that become more of a truth to us than the truth himself. So if that is you, if you have had lies said over you, I'd love us today to spend time just breaking those lies down, releasing you from those, and actually saying, believe in the truth. The truth is that Jesus died and rose again for you. He loves you completely and utterly and has promised to never leave your side. He has promised to always be with you, and that in him, you are righteous before God. That's the way of it. That's what the way means. We can't get to God because we are not God. We are not perfect. The only way we can get to God is through Jesus, who has made us be able to stand before God because of what Jesus has done. So the only way to God is through Jesus. All we're asked to do is to follow him and believe him. So he is the truth. And the last thing to say is that he is the life 
as well. Now, when we talk about life, just to put it out there, spoiler alert, I have said it already, within 24 hours, Jesus died of saying that. We know, don't we, that when he's talking about he is the life, he's talking about a new life. He is talking about a new start and a life with God. And for followers, those who believe in Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, they know that they're just about to start or have started or continuing to journey along that way where God is with them and that they have entered into the kingdom. But sometimes we get messed up in our heads. When we say yes to Jesus, we think that's a future thing. We think that's something that's going to happen in the future when we die. We get to live eternally with God. Absolutely, I'm not saying we're not, but there's something else that happens as well. Not only do we become part of the kingdom when we say yes to God, the kingdom becomes part of us right now when we say yes to God. And so we are doing both and at the same time. So that's why he is the life, because he gives us a new life right now, a life in his kingdom, doing his kingdom work, seeing his glory right now. And we get to be part of that. So my challenge for you today is, are you a little bit like lost in a maze, not knowing the right direction to go? In which case, follow the one direction of the way, the truth, and the life. Or are you standing at the top of a ladder, looking down over the maze and directing other people? Number one, do you need to be directed and think that's the way to Jesus? Or if you already know Jesus, and I know that there are loads of people here that do, then can we direct others to him? How can we do that to show others that he is the way, the truth, and life? And are there things that we're holding on to, lies that have been said about us that, are no long, that aren't true and are no longer going to be holding us back? So I'd like to invite the band to come up, please, if you're willing and able. Thank you. And we're just going to spend some time now thinking about Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. And I just encourage you, if um, you're comfortable to do so, just to close your eyes and open your arms, maybe on your lap just like you're receiving a gift from God. It's just a symbol, nothing special or holy, just an outward sign.